Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome, beautiful mamas, to another episode of the Happy Mama Movement podcast. In the early days of motherhood, and sometimes in the early years of motherhood, we rarely get a chance to stop to just sit and process how much our life has just changed, perhaps process a difficult birth, process what's happening within our relationship now that we're parents, figure out what this all means. We are literally in survival mode, keeping the baby alive and keeping ourselves alive as our world is turned upside down. But the reality is, if we want to be happy mummers, connected to ourselves and to show up the best way we can, we need space to process what's happening. We need a chance to catch our breath. We need to look inside ourselves and around us to figure out how our world has changed and what it means for us. That's why I'm so excited to share with you a beautiful conversation I've had with Jasmine Lesniak. Jasmine is the founder of Mother Ground Retreats, a beautiful idea of retreats, sometimes just for mamas, sometimes for mamas and babies, and now for mamas, dads and babies to catch their breath, to stop for a moment and figure out what being a parent really means for them. I can't wait for you to hear Jasmine's story. This is the Happy Mama Movement with your host, Amy Taylor Cabaz, author, mama to three, and editor of the Happy Mama magazine. In my mamahood journey, I have gone from an overachieving, addicted to busyness superwoman to finally slowing down, simplifying, and realizing that being a mama is the greatest self development teacher in the world. And after more than 15 years covering breaking news, I've swapped current affairs to inspiration and now bring you the best I can find every week to help us feel more connected as women as we raise our families. Because when we come together, amazing things happen. So welcome to the movement. When I think back, I actually think... My story or my relationship with motherhood probably begins way back when I was around 11 and my mum passed away from cancer. Um, and I've got really incredible, um, very vivid memories of her um, and our family for those first 11 years. And then there was sort of this crisis point, I guess, um, well, definitely was at 11. Um, and I think from that point forward for me, it was really about survival and getting through and um, trying to process and understand my grief and my loss, but also trying to be, uh, you know, a normal teenager. 
surviving and getting through all of those years as well. So I don't actually know if I ever really understood or knew how I would feel myself about becoming a mum. I think there was something within me definitely that wanted to have that experience of motherhood, but I didn't know how I could actually make sense of that after my own experience and Mm. having had that loss. Yeah. So I think there was still a lot of pain around that for me and it wasn't necessarily a conscious, um, well, my motherhood experience wasn't a conscious decision. It was actually a surprise pregnancy um, at age 34 that catapulted me into figuring all of that out, I guess. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, um, which has been really interesting in itself anyway. I think, um, you know, it wasn't like a a traditional get married and consciously choose to start a family kind of scenario, which is how I'd probably imagined that it would have been. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a relatively, um, you know, unexpected situation. And my life was was sort of set up um, working between um, my day job, which was fundraising, uh, working in the not-for-profit sector, and also doing some counselling work on the side. I'm a, a counsellor um, too, and I was very much in that zone and uh, had a relatively um, quick relationship um, and was very much in the bubble zone when, when I found out that I was pregnant. Mm. Um, and so that period of time is actually a little bit of a blur. It was only two and a half years ago or three years ago, but... Um, it was really about needing to make some decisions. Um, I relocated from where I was living um, and moved up to the country to be with my partner and, um, you know, had a really beautiful pregnancy and a really magnificent birthing day, actually. Um, I was very blessed in the way that the birth unfolded and very supported throughout that experience. Um my son was born and, you know, I guess at that particular, like looking back now, I realised that I was being reborn as well wow. um, at that time. So, yeah. And when that little boy came along and mm. you had really changed your life to make mm. this work as best you could, mm. it turned out not the way you thought, did it? Exactly. And exactly. that became quite obvious quite quickly, did it? Yeah, so that's right. It was quite a quick realisation that the relationship wasn't um, going to to work. And it was within about six months um, of my son being born that I decided to move back to the city to be around my support networks. Mm. Um, And again, that period of time is a bit of a blur too. I think there was just so much... um, my my whole attitude was just about getting through it and making decisions and just moving. Survival. And just, yeah, survi- it really was survival, I think. Um, and there's probably a trauma in there too, which is probably why I've, I've pushed it down. But um, look, I think that there were a few realisations and struggles at that point. I didn't actually feel as supported as I had expected when I'd moved back. Um, but as I say, that was you know, it's sort of hard to stop and feel at that time because I just needed to keep moving. Um, and, you know, reflecting back now, I think I was really incredibly overwhelmed and I know that I that I needed to catch my breath. I just 
didn't know when I'd get a chance to do it. Mm. Yeah. And how true is that? Uh, I mean, not only just when you have things like processing your own mother's role, like mm. you would have had to when you become a mother. So many of us have to do that. And I can't imagine what that would be like if you're processing a mother that's no longer with you. But then to also process the relationship, to process your support network, everything. This is the thing about motherhood, isn't it, Jasmine, is mm. we don't get to stop and catch our breath and say, hang on a second, let me just figure out what's happened here because, whoa, my life does not look like I thought it would. We don't mm. get that break, do we? No, we absolutely don't. And I think that it's actually quite astonishing at how, at our capacity to keep going and mm. keep functioning. And, you know, we're putting so much into our children or, you know, especially he was six months old at that point. So it was trying to understand around what he, how he should be sleeping and all, all of these, these milestones. And at the same point, I was yeah, I was not surviving myself and not being able to care for myself. I did not make that a priority at all. But that has has turned into something that you do make a priority for other mothers now. So Mm. how did that come about? Because you now have built a business around creating space for for women, often Mm. with very little babies, to come Mm. and catch their breath in a way, to ask some questions of themselves and to perhaps share a part of their story that they really feel like they need to reflect on. So how did you go from that place of being on your own with a six-month-old, just in survival mode, to realising that a support network, a place for us to just stop and breathe is what we need? Well, I think looking back at it now that uh, I actually believe that I was probably near breaking point and I don't even know what that would have looked like. But I remember feeling that, that there was one particular point and I remember um, in the middle of the night uh, he was asleep and I remember just feeling like, okay, I can't do anything else. I need, I can't make one more decision. I need to um, put my feet back on the ground. I need to catch my breath and I need to process the enormity of what's happened and not just the situation, but just, you know, even the pregnancy and the birth and being a mum and having this little human depending on me. I needed, I wanted the space to process that and um, I knew that I needed to find something for me. It was, it was at that point, it was a matter of urgency and I, um, it felt like I needed, um, it felt like I needed to be cradled and nurtured and everything that I was giving back to my child, I felt the like little one in me needing that as well. And it was it was a, such a strong yearning feeling, really. And wow, I love that because so often oh. I talk about how we need to mother the mother. Yeah, and that's exactly what you've described there—that you felt like oh. you needed to be cradled, you needed to be cared for, you someone else to make the decisions, someone else to decide how you should be, you know, how to nurture you and support you. It is—it's to mother the mother. That's right. I know. I know. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's, yeah, it is, and it's—it um, kind of makes sense too when you think about it, because as I said before, you know, being or giving birth to a child. It really is an experience like nothing else, and it's like a rebirth of your spirit too. And I and I think that's naturally going to bring up things that you have no idea are there, and you are going to need that, you know, that nurturing. And um, the ideal, I think, is to be able to know and learn how to do that for ourselves. But in that particular moment, I didn't know how, and I just started googling. Um, 
somewhere that I could go um, to be taken care of. And my metaphor is sort of like a big bowl of homemade soup for my spirit. I felt like I needed to around this, you know, um, oh, just this feminine energy. I wanted to be, yeah, I wanted to be held. I almost wanted to be rocked like a baby. It sounds quite strange saying it now and I'm not in that feeling space, but it was very deep and it felt very much like that. And um, I just started looking online for somewhere that I could go, um, like a sanctuary for me and for my baby. And I sort of had this vision of arriving and dropping my bags at the door (laughs) and just kind of being taken care of. Um, Yeah, and and I think, well, I was very surprised actually because I couldn't find anything like that. And um, coming back to your question, that's where, you know, it was very clear in my head what I felt like I needed. I needed the luxury of time to just be with myself, um, where I could journal, where I could have the opportunity to talk about whatever I needed to, um, where I could, you know, do some yoga and um, have a massage or have a good sleep, an uninterrupted block of sleep. Um, And I couldn't find any place like that. So I felt like, oh, I'm really desperate for this and I wonder how many other new mums might be feeling the same. And that's sort of what you know, that's where the idea started to germinate from. Mm. I love it. Beautiful. I'm just going to pop in and say, you, you ma- I don't know if you've moved the phone away from your mouth, but suddenly it's it's just a little bit more faded. So can you... Oh, okay. Yeah, that sounds better. Perfect. Okay, okay. okay so we'll keep sure. going now. You know, it reminds me a little of after my first baby was born and the mummers that have been following me for a while will know this story, but I had such a hard time with her feeding because of problems that she had when she was born. And so every day for the first six weeks, I went back to the hospital where she was born as a day patient Mm. and was checked in and sat at the back of the maternity ward in this little private room with my own little midwife and breastfeeding specialist and drank sweet cups of tea with biscuits that I dunked into the tea that Mm. I never had at home. Mm. And someone just held my baby and helped me feed and put her to sleep so I could just sit there and process what was happening to me. And if I hadn't had that, I, I am beyond grateful because if I hadn't had that, I truly think I would have broken. Um, that is what we all need, isn't mm, it? It's. Mm. I mean, yes, it would be lovely for us to have time away from our child <laughs> and mm. to go to a retreat in Bali and have someone massage us every day. But actually, when you're in those first few years of parenthood, you don't necessarily want to leave your child. You actually just want to have some space where you feel nurtured with your child, don't mm. you? Exactly. That's right. And, you know, I think that... Um, Look, it's, it's, it is different for everybody. I mean, I think some people do need um, that space for themselves just to, you know, catch up on sleep and, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe on our retreats we have, um, we actually have nannies there. So we have a creche set up where the mums can actually, you know, have some time for themselves. But often they do just want to go for a walk and just hold their baby and just reconnect with them, um, do some yoga with them, whatever it might be. But it's really just about, coming back to yourself, reconnecting with yourself, however however you can do that. Um, and I think once the connection with yourself is back in, in, in tune, um, that's where the connection with baby and with others stems from. It's really just about 
yeah, I keep going back to catch your breath, and mm. um, it's as simple as that, really. Um, to begin with, to begin with, just to get back in your body. Um, it's almost yeah. like you need to catch up with yourself. <laughs> mm, that's right. That's Don't you? Right. Because you yeah. just need to hit pause button for a moment and just say, hang on a second, let me just process what's just happened mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I can catch up to this moment and then I can keep going forward. I'd love to hear what experiences you've witnessed with the mummers that have come to your retreat your various mm. retreats now, because mm. I know you've run some really successful, beautiful events and retreats. Mm. And I bet yeah. you some of the the things that you witness within these women when they finally do get to catch their breath must be amazing. Mm. Absolutely. And I think um, it's interesting. I just did a one-day retreat um, a few weeks ago, and our format is usually over a three-day period. So there's time for um, for the mummers to actually arrive and settle and catch their breath and, um, you know, um, yeah, take some time to process where they're at. But this particular one-day um, retreat, we, we had, you know, eight hours and I, I actually didn't know how we would go at the beginning with um, not having a lot of time to, to warm into the space. But Actually, one of the things that I've witnessed at that particular one and time and time again is that the power of women, the healing power of women coming together um, is actually just something so miraculous and amazing. And each time I'm surprised and I I shouldn't be surprised anymore because it's such a natural thing. But um, it really takes my, – my whole thing is about um, unveiling the mask. So I set the tone at the beginning of the retreats and just say this is a space for us to be completely real and authentic. We don't need to wear a mask here. We can It can be as messy as we need it to be. Um, it's absolutely fine for babies to be crying and screaming and mums to be crying and screaming. There's no judgment. There's no shame. It's just about authenticity. Um, and pretty much once that tone is set, there's a real safety that starts to, to form and um, it often just takes one person and it's usually myself at the beginning telling a bit of my story um, and then others just want to share and just really want to um, have others bearing witness to their story, whatever it is. Often it's around um, you know, a birth story that needs to be processed or certain things may need to be let go of from that that they've been holding on to other times it might be, um, you know, stories about where their baby's at now or, or how they're feeling. It's usually something that another woman in the circle can completely relate to, even if her story and her experience is absolutely different. But there's just this common thread that runs through um, each group. And I think once we've let go of wearing this mask that we wear all the time in our society, which is very much a brave, um, stoic sort of front that I can do everything and I'm fine and, yeah, I'm tired, but that's okay. Um, I'm surviving on this amount of coffee and da-da-da-da-da. Once we let go of all that stuff and actually just say, you know, this is my experience and this is how I'm feeling and um, release some stuff we've been holding on to, the healing potential is remarkable and I've seen that time and time again um yeah it's really beautiful 
And as you said, it's often the hearing of someone else's story mm-hmm. that helps us accept our own. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why things like podcasts like this are so powerful because you listen and you realize that you're not doing it on your own. It helps you process perhaps what you're going through or what you've been through. There's a power in sharing that story. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, um, you know, another just another thing that comes to mind is that there's a huge, I think at the beginning of the, the formation of these retreats, it was really quite simple. It's about a space to go and relax and, and um, be nourished and reconnect. And then as I've watched them evolve, it's actually become, that what has happened organically is that there is this need for women to share and be supported. And um, throughout that, it sort of somehow brings, us back in with our own inner voice, our own inner mothering voice. And each time I see the the mums walk away saying, I actually feel so much more confident in my ability to mother my child or my children, um, I actually realised that one mum said, I actually realised that I'm, like, it was this revelation for her where she said, I realised that I'm actually the only mum that she could ever have and that you know, her and I together have this sort of unspoken language and we just know how to do it together and we've just I've just got to trust in that more instead of what I should be doing. And it's it it can be really empowering to come back to yourself and realise that actually all the wisdom and, and all the knowing is within you. It's just about listening and trusting that voice. So that's pretty powerful. Mm. And that realisation only comes from space only comes from being able to step back and think things through without being on that treadmill of busyness. Mm, Yes. And Jasmine, you're now creating a retreat for mums and dads to reflect on parenthood. And I love this because it's, (laughs) despite all my programs being about mamahood and womanhood and my magazine and my podcast, I have to say, the topic that most comes up with every single woman, oh. every single woman I speak to is the relationship, is the powered shift within the marriage or the partnership, is how he's showing up compared to how you're showing up. Those dynamics mm. and the the massive shift that happens within two people when they become parents together. And so you've had what I think is a brilliant idea of creating this retreat where both parents can come and spend a couple of days catching their breath, just like we were talking about for the mummers, but perhaps opening up a conversation and a communication channel between the two of you to say, hey, we haven't really had a chance to talk about this yet, but this is how I'm feeling and create that space for that, which is amazing. Mm, absolutely. And I think um, that you're right, that comes up a lot on the retreats as well. A lot of the things that, uh, a lot of the topics um, and stories that the mums want to share is um, are often around relationship dynamics or, um, you know, not knowing how to navigate it as well as they'd like to or, you know, or having a beautiful experience and feeling really proud of that. Um, but I think definitely for um, for, for mums and dads, um, you know, it's just a huge, it's a huge life change, really. And I think at the beginning of, well, when the baby's born, the focus is really very much on how's the baby going. There's a question of how's the mum going. Sometimes, how are you going, dad? Great. Da, da, da. But <laughs> not very not, often. No, not, not very often. And um, 
you know, it can be quite a confusing time for both mum and dad understanding how their relationship now works. Where is the focus? Where is the priority? Is it around, you know, it, it all seems to be around the baby. So I felt that um, it would be quite a beautiful offering to invite uh, new families to come along. So um, the parents and the baby and for it really just to be a beautiful experience where um both parents can have an opportunity to share any aspect of their story. Um, there'll be, it's, you know, there'll be time for them to reconnect together as well and as a family and just to have an open dialogue really about what the experience is like from each side. And, um, you know, I want it to be inclusive of the whole family. So that's, that's sort of where the idea has come from. I'm really, really excited um, to be to be doing that in a couple of months. Yeah. It's, it's an amazing idea and mm. you actually reached out and asked me to be um, a workshop facilitator over yeah. the over the couple of days, which <laughs> is such an honour. I, ca- I can mm. only imagine in my mind at the moment how it will feel to sit down with, with those men and women and those mm. early stages of parenthood and share my experience but also hold the space for us all to share. So it's it's a great honour to be able to be a part of that. And if you're interested, mummers, the details of that retreat will be on my website and in the notes for this podcast. You're listening to the Happy Mama Movement. At the core of it, the Happy Mama Movement is all about one simple idea, that mamahood can be the greatest catalyst for change in a busy woman's life. So now for the big three questions. So, Jasmine, I want to finish by asking you the three Happy Mama questions that we always finish with, if that's okay now. Sure, absolutely. Great. So, the first question is, if you could go back and tell yourself one thing about mamahood <laughs> before that surprise little boy and your world turned upside down, if you could tell yourself one thing, what do you think that would be? Mm, I think it would be... Um, trust yourself, trust myself. Um, And that really encompasses so much. But as I said, I really believe that the wisdom that we need is within us. It's just about learning how to to quieten down and tune in and listen and honour that. Um, And, you know, that means resting when I need to and and giving myself permission to rest and to stop and just to be. um, So just trusting that, that, you know that I've, yeah, I may not know what I'm doing, but uh, you know I have the best idea of how to do that for, for my life, really. So yeah, that's what I would, and I'm still learning to embrace that. But that's definitely one. That's what I would say: trust yourself. Mm, and you have the best ideas of what to do with your baby. Absolutely, that's mm. right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So what has motherhood t- taught? What has motherhood taught you about yourself? It's taught me um, that it's that it's okay to be vulnerable, um, and that you know that being able to model that to your child um, is actually setting a really beautiful example. That you know none of us are perfect, and we're all navigating our way through it together. Um, but you know, I really believe I love the um, the quote by Leonard Cohen, which is that there's a crack in everything and that's how the light gets in. And mm. I really believe that motherhood um, 
you know, it brings up the biggest cracks, you know, the biggest vulnerabilities and there's an opportunity for for growth at, at every one of those junctures if, if we're open open to receiving it. Yeah. Beautiful. And so what does being a happy mama mean to you? Being a happy mama uh, means really means honouring myself. Um, honouring myself who I am and how I want to or how I choose to play out my version of motherhood. Um, I think there's so much out there, be it, um, you know, in the media or through family and friends of what we should be doing and the ideals, and it's very easy to get caught up in that. But I think when I'm actually honouring myself and who I am as a mother, I then am able to, to mother better to my child and everything just flows much easier. Beautiful. So true. Thank you so much, Jasmine, and thank you for creating these spaces where mamas in Melbourne, and I know you're looking at running them around Australia and even around the world, mm. places where they can stop and catch their breath, with it, whether it's with their baby or their partner or whatever, just a space mm. where we can breathe in those early days. So thank you so much. Thank you, Amy. It's an absolute blessing to be able to do this work and um, and to have these really um, empowering experiences with other mamas as well. And I'm so excited to be working with you on the, mm-hmm. the family retreat in Byron in April. So thank you so much. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be a highlight. Thank you for asking Absolutely. me. Absolutely. <laughs> Pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to the Happy Mama Movement. To make sure you never miss an insight, please subscribe to this podcast and also pop on over to see the latest issue of the Happy Mama magazine at www.happymama.com.au. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.